murder, divorce, drugs. Our courts are full of stories, scary, sad, and hilarious. Most are tales stranger than fiction. These are true law stories, brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com, the ultimate resource for customer and client video stories. All right, on this true law stories, we're going to talk about death, estate planning. I've got Monique. Monique, say hi. Hi, hi, Ann. Hi, buddy. And we're going to talk about how she helps people, what you should be thinking about when you're hiring estate planning attorney, when you're doing your estate, some of the big, weird mistakes people have made in their estates, and how she helped one family on the brink of tragedy. All this on True Law Stories, but of course, it's brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best ways to share your story is through your customer stories. Go to VideoCaseStory.com where we can help collect, craft, and deliver your stories. And we were talking a lot about some of the unique things that she's doing before the show because it's such a... I always... I love this part of law because it's one of those things that literally everyone encounters in some way, shape, or form, but everyone denies that it's going to be needed, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what got you into this type of law. So my experience with this process in the court system started very early. And I went through, I didn't know at that time that it was going to have such an impact on me in my career and what I do for a living. My life would be everyday people. But essentially what happened is I, I went to school, I was going through, I think a lot of people go through, like not really knowing what they want to do trying to find themselves, experiencing different things in life. And I I worked in student affairs for a while, and I had thought that I wanted to be a professor, potentially, in religious studies at one point. And so I was, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a marine biologist. It was like, and I was just trying to find my way. And I remember that it was when I was in my late 20s, really, that I was working in student affairs and student conduct, and I was dealing with a lot of different legal issues in that role and it just dawned on me like oh i should go (laughs) and then i started law school and i remember taking my very first trust and estates class like the very first and it was almost like a flood of all this like remembering what happened Um, and was like, I need to do this. Like, this is it. So I knew right when I started law school, pretty much like very quickly, that was the area I wanted to practice in. And I didn't want to do any other type of law. Like this was it for me. And it was mainly because I wanted to be able to help people not be in the situation that I was in. I learned firsthand how stressful and how traumatizing these things are for families and the sensitive issues that are involved and the fighting that can ensue because people don't plan properly and and deal with these things during their lifetime yeah and i can imagine too it's it's so tough and but then for you to go work with those people how do you do it (laughs) because it's it's got to bring up the emotions every time a little bit so i'm i'm but for me, I turn it into a positive. I want to help. And so when I'm talking with people in the planning process about those sensitive issues, it's I'm not really thinking about my own experience, even though I'm coming from a place from the heart and delivering that to them. And so I think that they feel that. But I want them to feel good enough 
and comfortable enough so that we can talk about those sensitive issues so that they really share with me. You wouldn't, you'd be surprised. I know this is like the podcast about true law stories, right? Like you'd be surprised how many couples, families, elderly, like all different walks of life have gotten their estate plans done before with somebody other than me. And when they come to me, I'm reviewing their plan and they're telling me this is nothing of what I wanted. And that's why I want to redo it. And so I, when we're talking, it comes out so many times that I didn't feel comfortable with the person that I was working with to share this information. I didn't feel comfortable saying what happened between my eldest child and I and the discord that happened and why I wanted to like leave them less or leave them out. Or I didn't feel comfortable putting in there that I only wanted this child to manage the business because I felt so badly about leaving these other children out. And when I brought it up to my attorney that I was working with, they weren't receptive to really hearing the whole story. And then I shut down and just let them do whatever they, whatever the attorney thought was best. And it's like, no, this is your plan. Like this is, when I talk to clients, I'm like, I'm, I always tell them like, I need to understand what's important to you and I need you to feel completely and utterly comfortable because if I don't understand that, it's not going to be a plan that works for you. And if you don't trust me that I'm going to put together something that works in your best interest and advise you in that way because you were completely vulnerable and told me exactly where you're coming from and what your fears are and who you want to protect and the history of your family. And it's like deep stuff, like fighting issues, like turmoil that they have to share. And if you don't feel comfortable with your attorney who's doing those drafting, it's going to come out wrong. It's not going to be what you want. So my, I, I don't get sad. (laughs) I'm happy to help. It's more coming from a place of love and making sure that I offer people the services and make them feel good about the end product. And then even with the probate clients, like I think that their the family members or friends or whoever's coming to me after the loss of a loved one or a friend or whoever it may be that they've lost in their life. As a teenager, I lost both my grandparents very quickly back to back. My my favorite, my mentor, my favorite teacher when I was my second grade teacher who literally saved my life at that time, I was dyslexic and was wanting to learn and nobody caught it and they just thought I was dumb. She can't read, she can't do this. And this teacher, when I was in second grade, she was the one who like saw, no, there's something else going on. And because of her, I'm where I am today, education. And she passed away from cancer when I was in high school. So there was, there were a lot of key people like support systems in my life that I lost. And I think that for my clients that come to me with a loss, like they, I don't have to share all that with them, but they can feel it and know that I understand and that I'm compassionate and that I'm going to walk them through that court process the administration process in a way that isn't cold, (laughs) that, that comes from a place of understanding. And, and and I find value 
for myself and being able to give that to other people. That's amazing. It is amazing. And like we were talking about before the show, it's like not all attorneys are these bad people you got to be scared of, and a lot of them will help you through the process. But you got to you've got to find the right one. Right. You've got to find the one. That yeah, you exactly. And that's for anything in life, right? It's like yeah. you find your perfect partner, and you find the doctor that you jive with, or your chiropractor, or your yoga instructor, whatever it is. It's like you're not. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Like. I'm not going to get the, like the clients that come to me are meant to come to me. Right. And that if they yeah. want that kind of like boom, strict, cold relationship, because that's their approach, they're going to go elsewhere. And there's plenty for everybody. And that's another one. Like uh, I'm not, I'm deeply competitive with myself, striving to always do better for myself, but I'm not really a competitive person as far as I need to win. I need to do this. And because I know that yeah. I just trust that, everything's working out as long as I put forth my best effort, right? And and the right people will get attracted to your vibe and your energy, and that's what it's all about. And that's what, there are good people out there, and there are not so great people or people that aren't a good fit for you out there and anywhere you go. Mm -hmm. We were talking about lawyers have gotten this very negative rap over the, <laughs> over, I think, like many centuries now, I don't think there's ever been I remember where it like it, as soon as I, I even it's like there was a point in my life where I didn't want to tell people what I did for a living when I met in wow. social settings it was that bad it was just like they're like what do you do and I was like it's like kind of because I was getting wow. so much backlash oh it's, yeah and I don't think maybe it's because I'm a female. I don't think, I don't know if men get that as much, but for females, I, my experience was that people are very turned away by the fact that I was a lawyer. And, but then re, more recent years, I'm just like, I'm coming into my own and I'm feeling more confident as far as what I do. I'm just like, I don't really care. Like what, I really don't care what people think of me. It's, I know that I come from a good place and they can think whatever they want. And if they're not, <laughs> if they're not gonna, you know, want to talk to me or be my friend or date me or yeah. work with me because of what I do, then that's on them. It's not on me. And, but yeah, it is. It's like, there are people out there that feel that way. And I think that one thing that I've also, we talked about this, like one of my goals is to change the way I run. I've already run my practice in a certain way, but really to expand that into a more like holistic approach to this legal practice and what I'm doing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You've helped a lot of, you know, you've encountered people in the same situations. And we were talking about one of the parents who were in a crisis situation that you had to help them yeah. with one of the parents that was terminally ill, correct? Yeah. So I, and this is one of many, it's just, this one was hit home to me and because the couple was so young and I had a husband and wife in Florida come to me at one point in my career when I started my own practice to do their estate planning and it was a rush. They were like frantic to get something in place. And they had three minor kids all under the age of 10 years old. And the mother was diagnosed with a terminal illness. She was not given much time. It was pretty much, I don't know, based on what the doctors are telling me, I could live for another year or I could live for another 
couple weeks. It was very wow. up in the air, and they were in this kind, of, this emotional crisis situation. And so I actually worked with that family stuck out to me because of my own experience, obviously, and I really wanted to help them. And so the documents that I drafted for this particular couple were so specific. We were putting provisions and I was helping guide them to make these trusts in place for their children that were so detailed and coming from a real emotional place from the mom and for them to know that she was really thinking about their well-being and loved them and care for them. So even if those children never saw what the document said until they're adults, because they wouldn't really get any distribution until their father passed too, but because we wrote it out in such a way, like when they did see that, it would be like a heartfelt thing from their mom directly. And so that that's why it was like so important for me to kind of, to really work very closely with this couple. And then we also did like I encouraged them to do like letters to each of the children for her to do special just like side letters, one for each child, like very personal little details that I don't normally do with an estate plan. We really catered it in such a way that would make the children and her husband and everybody just feel loved and supported and secure and ease the grieving process. Because, you know, when we're doing these, when I'm doing these planning, the planning with people, there, there are really like, can be broken down into two types of clients, right? There's the client that they're doing this because they know that they're gonna, they're facing some sort of illness, right? And they're gonna die soon, mm -hmm. or or in a period of time. Everybody, we all know we're gonna die, right? That's what we're planning for death. Either way, but you have the client that there's something on the horizon and it's imminent, and then you have the client that I'm just doing this because I know one day I'm gonna pass, and I want to put something in place. And, and the conversations, even though they can, they're very similar. They're also, when you're dealing with those two different situations, it's like the black and the white. There's different conversations that need to come up when we're planning for an imminent death versus just general plan because we know that we're gonna die some, at some point in time. And it does, when you're dealing with a client that has something coming up and that's why they're coming to me the planning becomes a lot more personalized mm -hmm. and it becomes a lot deeper and and not as cookie cutter i want to say and even though i try to pull out these things and the other clients and make sure that their needs are met like i always do it comes out more naturally i think when we're dealing with these types of situations that's what i found and so particularly those clients that have been really in that tough situation where it's, I need to deal with this situation because of a crisis with them, with their imminent death, we end up doing a lot more, I want to say soul searching for what's best in terms of the planning. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and I don't know if this case that we talked about or one of the other cases, when you do that, what are the effects after, right? Because we talk so much about estate planning. We talk about 
we can talk about like the money being distributed or the fight over it, but we don't really talk about the long-term effects yeah, yeah. when it's done properly. Yeah. What were the effects with that family? So luckily, she um, she didn't pass away very quickly. She's still alive, thank God. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I really believe in the universe works in mysterious ways, and and I'm I continue to pray for their family, and they've been in my thoughts regularly, actually. Um, but in terms of when you're dealing with a family that has that crisis, that you, obviously we're in that planning stage and dealing with all of that to get it done so they're secure. And for me, I want to make sure that they know that I'm with them after when something actually happens too. It's not just like the planning stage, but I, it's like when you're working so closely with these very intimate details and you get to know these clients and they're, it's like, you're dealing with not just their personal family information and what's going on. You're also dealing with about all their assets. It's if I, if you were to put somebody, draw up somebody on paper, it's that's what's being handed to me as to safeguard and to care for. And so I feel like more so than any other attorney, it's like you need to trust your estate planning attorney. You need to trust them wholeheartedly and know that they're in this with you and so yeah. when you're working when I'm working with these clients it's for them to also know that this doesn't end like our relationship doesn't end when I'm done with your estate plan and we sign the documents or get your trust funded it's not about that you can reach out to me and I don't charge my clients like if I tell my clients up front when I'm doing their estate plans I'm like whatever flat fee that I offer to them I was like if you, if there is a new account that's open, I'm going to help you with the funding process throughout because I want to make sure that we avoid probate. I, I'm not going to separately bill you. Obviously, if we're doing a full amendment or something like that where it's actual tons of work, but I have clients texting me, calling me, emailing me all the time that I've worked with and they're not, I'm not continuing to bill them just because I want to make sure that they have things properly taken care of even after our because I say I'm helping you with the funding, right? And it's your decision to come with to me about a new asset, right? And so we'll have this, the engagement includes that funding process, right? And it's up to them after the initial funding to make sure that they reach out to me. And, and but also a lot of these clients, like once someone passes, they're coming back to me to help them with the trust administration or the probate because they know that they can trust me to do that properly and make sure that they're guided properly and on the right path. That's amazing. That's and that's great, great work. This is fantastic, Monique. How does someone get in touch with you if they're and you're licensed and, and practice in Massachusetts and Florida and you have licensed in Cape Cod and Miami. So how does someone get in touch with you if they want this type of service, this level of service in their estate plan? Yeah, so my website is estateandfamilylawyer.com, all written out. So all my contact information is there. Email, phone, whatever you know is preferable. I have Facebook, Monique M. Saturangani PLC is the name of my firm. So you can look me up by name on Facebook, Instagram, Estate and Family Law. I'm on all of social media, happy to reach out. You're going to get me for any consults 
it's, it's always a personalized <laughs> service there. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm sure you'll get some calls from this, but Monique, thank you so much for being on True Law Stories. This is great. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for taking Monique and I on your journey. It's been Iron Garlic and True Law Stories. True Law Stories has been brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. Testimonials stink. No one wants to watch a testimonial or read a case study. You need video case stories for your business. Go to videocasestory.com to learn more.